to the Coaches Impact Podcast. Our mission is to get better OADB. That's right, on a daily basis. The Coaches Impact is the X's and O's of personal and professional growth. We'll talk about character, standards of excellence, core values, mindset, leadership, and many other topics on our way to living a growth mindset. Together, we'll embark on the journey of getting 1% better every day. Get ready to be inspired and gain insights into the power of coaching and the importance of cultivating a growth mindset. Get ready to broaden your impact. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Coaches Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Zeller. We're continuing the Brazosport ISD conversation this week. Today, I'm visiting with Coach Joe Dale Carey, head football coach and campus coordinator for the Brazoswood Buccaneers. We're going to visit about his role as campus coordinator and leading the Bucks. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show, Coach Carey. Yes, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. This yeah. is my, it's my first solo podcast opportunity so yeah looking forward to it <laughs> so yeah. yeah here we go it's gonna be all about you and the bucks this week uh as we take a deeper dive into brazosport isd and all the great things happening so uh, those of you that are part of the show and faithful listeners will will recognize coach Kerry. he was uh on the show last week and as part of our bisd character coaches before we get started Let's quickly recap your career and current position for the listeners that didn't hear last week. All right. So I graduated from Texas A&M in 2000. And while I was there, I literally lived across the street from A&M Consolidated High School and uh, walked across the street one day and met Ross Rogers, who was the head coach there at the time, and um, told him I wanted to get into coaching. So he let me volunteer there my, my senior year in college. And, and then uh, he, he got the job at Harker Heights they opened up Harker Heights and Shoemaker and Colleen ISD back in 2000. And uh, Ross offered me a, a position there. So um, got to go with Coach Rogers to, to Harker Heights. And I was there till 2004, spent four years in Colleen ISD. While I was there, um, met a guy named David Wetzel, who was the head coach at Colleen High. Yep. And uh, we got to be friends. He went to San Antonio Reagan and asked me to come along. And so I went to Reagan in 2004. Um, was there for a couple years. Um, Christy and I had our two kids and kind of felt like we wanted to get to a smaller town. So through Coach Rogers, I had a connection to Coach Buchanan at Alito. So I went to Alito and I was there for three years. And, you know, if you ever get to Alito, you should probably never leave. But <laughs> I wasn't very smart. So um, and in 2009, I went to Port Natchez Groves, PNG. One of my very best friends, Brandon Faircloth, um, got the job there and asked me to come, gave me a great opportunity. So I went and worked with Coach Faircloth for five years at PNG. So yeah, I've worked for some some tremendous head coaches yeah. and uh, been very fortunate. And then 2014, I was given my first opportunity to be an athletic director and head football coach at Crandall, just right up southeast of Dallas. And I was there for six years. Um, loved my time at Crandall. 2020, left there and went to Hondo. Was there for a couple of years and then um, had an opportunity to come here to Brazoswood a couple of years ago. So. Didn't really want to move as much as I have, but um, it's just kind of the way it's worked out in my career. But I've yep. been here since spring of uh, 2022 as the campus coordinator and head football coach. Yep, very good. And you got here roughly, oh, about a month or so before I did. Yep. 
or maybe a month or so before I was announced. I can't remember, but right. But you you beat me here by just a little bit of time and yep. in the spring of twenty two. So uh, last week when we talked, we we really dove straight into our character program mm-hmm. and, and we didn't spend much time in the fluff. But my favorite question on this podcast is is about stories. So let's hear your favorite story or stories uh, from your coaching career. Well, it's, that's a tough one to narrow it down to one. Um, so this is my 24th year. So there's there's been a lot of really good times. Of course, you know, there's been some exciting wins along the way that you always remember. You know, Crandall, we beat Kaufman for the first time in 13 years. Um, that was a fun night. Um, you know, last yeah. year when we beat Clear Lake to make the playoffs for the first time in 10 years and seeing the student body down on the field, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a scene I will never forget. <laughs> But, you know, I think the things that, that, that I'll remember, the, the relationships I made along the way, and one story that sticks out, I was, I was the offensive line coach at Harker Heights, and I uh, was fortunate enough to coach a young man named Michael Schumard, and uh, he went on to play at Texas A&M. Michael's family is Catholic, and so when he was, uh, you know, a freshman or sophomore in high school, he went through confirmation into the Catholic Church. And uh, when, you, when you go through confirmation, you have a sponsor which is a, another adult in the Catholic Church that that you know is kind of your mentor or whatever. Well, Michael asked me to be his his sponsor, no. but I'm not Catholic, so um, he had to go meet with the priest. His, he and his parents had to meet with the bishop down in Austin wow. to get permission. And so I just remember, you know, the thinking that like when I really reflected on the honor and privilege it was to to be his sponsor. You know, he when he asked me to do do that. I think at that at that time I was a young coach. You know, that was my first job, and uh, I think at that time mm-hmm. I really remember what what the the impact that, that coaches can have. So that story sticks out to me. Um, Michael and I had a kind of a unique relationship. Um, you know, you have some of those along the way with with, with kids, and right. um, so you know he's married now, has two kids, and doing doing wonderful. So it's just it's it's awesome to you know when when kids invite you to their wedding. You know, they, they send you college graduation announcements and things like that. Those are the things I think that stick out. So, but yeah, that, that story with Michael, um, getting to getting to be a part of that that event in his life was 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 really special. Kind of stands out to me. Yep, yep, that's cool. Yeah, that answer and that story is going to take us right into the next question. So, why is this career and the work that you do so important to you? Why'd you choose this this line of work? Yeah, you know. Simply put, I, I, I really believe that, that God called me to this profession. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know what else I would do. I don't think I'm qualified to do anything <laughs> else. You know, I, I love nothing more than, than, you know, seeing the process of, of kids when you get them in the seventh grade and, and them growing up and being a part of our program and how they grow into to young men and women and then go off to college or whatever it is they do. Um, you know, just making a, an impact on the lives of kids is um, is just so super rewarding. Um, you know, and I think if you look at our our current society, um, you look at the culture of of really young people in America. I think there's there's a more than ever there's a there's a need for coaches that instill character and leadership and no. work ethic into our young people. So, you know, I still love the spirit of competition. You know the the weekly grind of game planning and getting ready for games and um, and you know and and the the results of that and, and how that how that applies to life you know and just being able to teach life lessons so 
um, you know, everything that, that coaches do, the, the hours we spend, it's just it, it's super rewarding when you see the, the fruits of your labor and, you know, kids go off and, and, and do great things with their life. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, doesn't matter what profession you choose. You, you've got to be all in yeah. to that profession. And so you're, that means you're investing time and, and energy and, and all of that. Sure. You know, I, I spent out of high school, I spent the first four years in the Air Force different level of investment there for sure. Uh, when I got out, I was a private investigator for five years, uh, some of that full-time, some of it part-time while I was going back to school because I realized that that wasn't the place for me. Huge investment of time, but the payoff really, what payoff is there? You're, you're bouncing from one case to another. There's no victory. You're just going and doing. And so the comparison to time, it's interesting because I got out of that line of work to to be more present, <laughs> and I got into coaching, yeah. which you know, uh, you're not always as present as you'd like to be, but there is a definite payoff and reward, especially you know, in, it's in your story, it's it's in the impact that we have with kids and yeah. programs and all that kind of stuff. So, right. uh, interesting comparison there. So, talking about investing time, so coaches invest so much of themselves and their time to this profession. Talk about your family and what their support means to you and how it's helped you advance in your career. Yeah, well, you know, they, they say that there's one one person out there for everyone, right? And I I hit the jackpot with mine. Christy, my wife and I were set up on a blind date in June of 1999. Oh, wow. Um, yep, she, she had just graduated from A&M, and uh, I had a semester left, and we were set up on a blind bait, blind date by two friends of ours, and I knew in about a month that I was going <laughs> to marry her. Um, so we were engaged in November, literally like six months later, five or six months. We we got engaged and we were married the following May. So I had known her eleven months when we when we said I do, um, but she is the absolute best coach's wife that I could that I could ask for. Um, she she loves our life. She lives it with me. Um, she celebrates the victories. She she yeah. she, she mourns the losses. Um, she she loves it. You know she she makes her own impact everywhere we go. And uh, a, a lot of times people are like, you know, coach, we 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 appreciate all you've done, and we wish, wish you the best. But you know, can you can you leave Christy here? You know, so <laughs> yeah. Um, she's been supportive of every move we made, and and has really sacrificed a lot to you know, allow me to chase my goals to, to be an AD and a head football coach. Um, we've got two daughters, Avery and Cameron. Um, Avery graduated from A&M last year. She's, she's 22. She's in grad school now. And Cameron's a sophomore at A&M. You know, they grew up going to games. Mm-hmm. Avery, was, Avery was born in January. And I, I, Christy was actually coaching soccer at the time at Harker Heights. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, so I, I remember – In season. I remember being in the press box – with a little heater, <laughs> you know, watching Christy coach soccer. Wow. You know, you know, Avery, Avery didn't know any better, but she was there. Yeah. And uh, you know, in the gym at basketball games and in the field house. And they've grown up with it and uh, they love it. Um they're 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 huge sports fans. They're they're gonna be they're both gonna be a part of the sports world somehow after college, you know, with their degrees and everything. So yeah, if you if you if you don't have a supportive coach's wife and 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 kids who yeah. You know, kind of understand what this profession takes to be successful. Um, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be a challenge for you. So, um, I've been very fortunate to have a wife and two daughters who absolutely love what we do, and 
Um, so they, they've been, they've been the best along the way. Yeah. So, so this question isn't part of the lineup here, but, but it's an, it's an easy answer for you, I believe, but I think it will also further highlight and and honor uh, the coach's wife, but talk a little bit about the, the unofficial, but official role of, of a head coach's wife in, in the football program, the things that, that she does. Well, you know, as the head coach, you, you know, you're, you're the, you're the name in the paper. Um, Mm -hmm. You're, you're the name on social media. You know, you, you're the hero when things are good and you're the zero when things are bad, you know? So uh, that's just part (laughs) of the, that's just part of the job. And, and so, you know, your wife is a constant source of support and inspiration. And, and, you know, when, when your when your wife is, you know, when she when she loves her husband like Christy loves me, she she feels the she feels the good and she feels the bad. Yeah. But she, you know, she she often treats these players like her own sons um, sometimes. So, you know, she she's also kind of the leader of the wives, you right? Know, and and uh, making sure that that they have support throughout the year, you know, because um, a lot of our coaches have young kids, mm-hmm. you know, and so making sure that that those wives have the support and the things that they need and. Um, you know, getting our families together periodically throughout the year and um, just keeping everyone connected and, you know, kind of kind of refilling everyone's tank along the way because um, yeah. those tanks empty pretty quickly um, when July and August get here. Yep. So blind date in 99. Yep. In, in, in June. In June of 99. So a you're a 2000 uh, anniversary date. Absolutely. That it's makes, the best, it's the best that thing makes, ever. Yeah. Makes yeah. it easy to know when never, your anniversary is. And, never forget. And the, the number. Yeah. That's man, that, that's, uh, that's I, w- I wasn't, uh, I wasn't smart enough to plan that when I was 22, <laughs> 23 years old, but I'm just thinking now that I have to do the math, which is a good thing, but yeah, being able to just say, Oh, it's 2023. That's, right. that's where we're at. Yeah. It's genius so, now. So, awesome. Yeah. So Rochelle and I, um, we, we met at, Brookshire's Grocery Store in Athens, Texas. She went to Athens, and I went to Brownsboro. Nice. And uh, she was a checker. I, I started out as the bagger, and yeah. uh, and then you know did some stocking and stuff like that. But that was our that was our first meeting, and that would have been in 1993. Matter of fact, our first date was her senior prom. We we had been friends at, at work, and. So uh, that that was when we kind of kicked things off. Then we got married the following summer, less than two weeks after I graduated from high school, and then went off to the Air Force. So uh, we are, you know, working on year thirty. So June wow. of twenty four will be thirty for us, and there you go. It's insane. So yeah, but like you said, it, it's it's finding that right and perfect fit, yep. and I'm able to do the things that I desired to do in my career uh, were made possible because. I had somebody at home that, you know, oftentimes in season keeps home afloat, um, is, is just there for the kids. You know, there were, there were times where I couldn't go to my son's games because I was at a different school, but never did, did any of our kids have a performance where one or both of us weren't there. Right. Uh, and and oftentimes when, when I'm in season, she was carrying that load. No Um, and, and so that's, you know, just speaks to the importance of, of a good partner, whether it's a wife or a husband, depending on what you are yep. as a coach, uh, but they're extremely important to your success and longevity. And, and it's also 
you know, it, it's a good model for your coaches, yes. uh, especially for the the younger ones that are, you know, newlyweds or, or early in their married life and yeah. have kids to see a head coach who's been through it, everything that they have been and that you, you can make it. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes, it's tough and can take a toll, but you work through it together and, and this is what you can do. Yeah. You can still right. be together and, and see your kids off in college and uh, enjoy life and all those all those things and not take the easy way out when yep. when going gets tough so that's right it's good and it's good for the kids too to see that that type of relationship but yes. they don't really know it yet your young coaches really are the ones that are going through it and then they see you on the other side so it, it's good all around yes sir all right we got off track there but that's okay it's all good that was a good off track uh during one of our recent bisd daily impacts uh, i believe this was last week i don't remember the day I shared a video from Jocko Willink about normal face. Share with the listeners what the normal face concept is. Well, you know, I think it's number one, staying calm in the in the face of adversity. Yeah. Um, you know, not reacting to negativity, whether it's a, a situation with a player, a coach, a parent, you know, during a game. Um, when things aren't going your way, you 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 know, just you stand strong and you let those on your team know that we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep our head up. We're going to keep working. We're going to, you know, you, you and I have talked about the process yeah. and uh, the importance of that, you know, and um, just the, the, the daily grind, if you will. Um, I don't know. I don't know that grind is the right word. It's, you know, we enjoy what we do, so I don't know that it's a grind. Right. It's, it's a lot. It's it's hard work, but, you know, just the daily process of doing what we do and, you know, things aren't always going to go your way um, and not everyone's going to agree with your decisions. You know, you're going to you're gonna offend some people. You're going to hurt some feelings along the way, and that, that comes with being a leader sometimes. But, you know, the folks that are following you, so for me it's coaches and players, you know, they're, they're going to look at me and, you know, and – the third quarter when we're getting when we're getting beat by Dickinson, you know, and things aren't going well for our team, you know, right. how how is Coach Carey responding to that? Right. Um, and they're gonna follow your lead, you know. So if you're if you're freaking out and losing your mind and screaming and yelling at everybody, you know, uh, your your team's gonna gonna follow suit. Yeah. Um, but if you stay calm and you know stay positive and you know just keep chipping away at, at, at whatever you're facing. Um, I, I think your, your your folks will follow that as well. Yep, yep. We're we're all going to experience challenges, uh, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes yep. just every every now and then. Yeah. Right. Uh, and some of them involve personal life, and some of them involve professional life, and and some of that's a mixture of of both, depending on what the challenge is. But it there are so many people watching that we don't often realize are watching or that we forget in the moment yeah. are watching. Yeah. And normal face is a discipline. Uh, it's not just a one-off thing that happens. If it's a one-off, don't, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, but if you make it a discipline and you get uh, those character reps or, you know, normal face reps, you, you're responding and, and building that consistent response of normal face so that everybody else, you know, when faced with adversity, what does Coach Zeller do? What does Coach Carey do? How how what does that reaction look like? Right. And if it's if it is that of normal face and just pause and, and you're gonna handle it, we're gonna we're gonna grind through this or stick through it together and 
you know, not not get crazy. And it might be a a pass interference call that's a huge play in a game um, yep. that that you don't think's pass interference, but yeah. the official like, you're you're not changing that call. Nope. In all likelihood, that call is not changing. Your response to that call may change a lot of things, though, yeah. because kids are seeing that, your coaches are seeing that, the officials, depending on your level of response, are feeling that. Yeah. And so the that that one moment in time could have huge ripple effects on the on the remainder of that game, but then also on the discussions of character and and how we respond to adversity, talks that you have in, in the meeting rooms and at half times and all those things. It, it's, you've got to be able to back it up, yeah. And and it's so huge yep. to keep that normal face and and then not respond to adversity. And it's and it's extremely difficult. It's times. tough. It all it is. It's hard. It's tough. You know, and that's why that's why there's guys like Jocko that talk about it. You know, because it's <laughs> exactly it, it's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not easy. So and I, I'm I'm guilty. Um. So you know, you, yeah. you you learn along the way. You know, I've been a head coach for ten years now, and you you get better at it. Yeah. You gain it's some wisdom. Never along never the way. perfected. Uh, yeah. Never perfected. Uh, yeah, sometimes you just need yourself a. <laughs> one of my things I talked about this. I don't remember what podcast it was, but it was with Coach Hammonds and Coach Nicasio, uh, my former assistant and former player. Yeah. We talked about this. I don't remember uh, what you know really what the the question was, but basically, th- there were times where the best response for me was to detach, and I learned that about me uh, a lot. And, and if I've got something going on, you know, it might be that you might see me going out of the office here and walking around the track. Like, probably I'm dealing with something where I got to get myself into the right headspace. Right. And for me, it's just either getting in the car, listening to Jocko's good, or or I'm just going to walk. Yeah. And, you know, it, yep. you have to know yourself well enough to know how do you get yourself into the right frame of mind so that you can be normal face when others are watching. Yeah. Um, yep. And so it's a, it's a good, it's a good discipline to have and, and you're going to have to practice that. So let's take this a step further and, and be real here. If you've never experienced the noise that seems to be connected with our profession, then you're probably living in a very comfortable fairy tale or you just haven't been doing it long enough. Uh, we just talked about normal face, but let's dive deeper into the importance of that concept when in the thick of it. Talk about the importance uh, of it for your own sanity and even more importantly for the others around you that you're leading. So, you know, we we, we hit this already a little bit, but uh, there, there comes a time in life when you, you're just faced with extreme adversity mm-hmm. um, and you as the leader of the football program or you as the offensive line coach, you've got to show up and, and you've got to be a 10 uh, for, for the kids in the program or in your case for the, for the kids and the coaches in your program. Talk about just how you go about that and, and why it's so important to do. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a great question and, and I'm, we're actually living it right now. You know, we, we – uh, I yeah. think we played Friday night without 11 varsity football players. Um, we've 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 had the injury bug hit us this year, and you know it's just it's part of it. It happens. It's yeah. football, and it's one of those years. You know, and so um, we're living this right now, and, and our 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 staff talks about this weekly uh, in our staff meeting. And 
You know, I think as a leader, those that are following you are, are looking at you when, when times are tough, you know, when the, when the bullets are firing, um, when the storms are brewing, you know, the leader is going to set the tone for everyone. Um, so I think remaining calm can, can help, you know, calm those storms and, and give everyone around you a sense of confidence and strength and um, poise and, and knowing that we're, we're going to be okay. Um, we don't like it, but we're going to be okay. And yeah. uh, so I think if you let all the outside stuff affect you, um, you know, you'll, you'll lose your mind on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot that goes into each day around here. Um, so I think you have to keep things in perspective. You know, we, we want to be proactive instead of reactive. Um, and at the end of the day, we want to make decisions that are, that are best for kids and best for our team. Yeah. You know, we have to, I, I think you also as leaders, we have to be very intentional with our words and our actions whether it's players, coaches, parents, the booster club, you know, administration, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, treat people with respect, know that you're, that you're not going to make everyone happy, you know, when making decisions. And, and I, you know, we talked about responding. I think you can go back to the E plus R equals O concept that, yeah. you know, Tim and Brian Kite have, have kind of made famous. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't control the E, the events, but we do control the R, our response, right. and which in turn will determine the O, the outcome. And so, you know, we have to make sure that our response is, is one that our team will benefit from. And, you know, I think it was Brian Kite that talked about, you know, your, your response often becomes an event for those around you. You know, just like you talked mm -hmm. about, you know, the responding to a pass interference call my response becomes an event for that official right? and for the team and for yep. the parents in the stands that are watching me, you know, so mm -hmm. um, then, then that event people respond, you know, so it's just a, it's a chain of chain of events. And so um, as a leader, keeping normal face, you know, in those, in those times of adversity, um, my, my response is, is going to help determine the outcome of, of whatever that situation is, you know, right now we're having, you know, we're having a difficult season. And uh, so how does Coach Carey respond to that? You know, how does he show up every day? Um, how does he walk, walk, in the, walk in the office? You know, what's his, what's his attitude and his energy like? And no. so they're, they're looking at you for, for that. And so I think you just have to, you have to, again, keep things in perspective and uh, know that, you know, tough times won't last. Yep. Tough people do. Yep. So just keep, keep your head down and go to work. Yep. Yeah, I think – kind of an uh, an okay what's next uh mentality don't just keep riding the roller coaster if it's if it's heading down right uh reevaluate yep. reassess w what's important today yep. and this week uh how can we get that roller coaster back on an upward trend yeah and in the big scheme of things it may not be from a season perspective yeah uh it, but it's more about building the young men in, in your case and, and young women that are out there as part of programs, you know, not, not every season is going to end in a playoffs uh, or where you expected it to end when you started. Right. And so sometimes mid season, you have to start reevaluating what it is that success is yeah. for this team. That's right. Uh, so that each and every day that you're with kids, you're able to impact and continue to develop that sense of what what does success really look like so that when they leave us and they walk across the stage at graduation they have a they have a foundation 
to start their either collegiate career or or their actual uh, professional career uh, because of uh, going through good times and bad times and dealing with adversity and, and learning the ups and downs and, and how to do all that in in our programs. Yeah, so that's right. It's good stuff. So right now, as the head football coach, you are in season. But you're also the campus coordinator for the Brazos Wood Bucks. How do you balance both of those roles? Yeah, I think, number one, you have to have good people around you. Um, so we have an assistant coordinator here, Laura Oltman, who was a yep. guest on one of your previous episodes. And, you know, Coach Oltman has been here a long time, been doing it a long time. Um, so, you know, it's easy to rely on her for for things that, you know, if, if, if I need help with anything, you know, Laura, Laura is awesome. She's a, when you talk about normal face, um, (laughs) coach Oltman is probably maybe the best example of that. You know, she, she is, she is consistent with, with her attitude and how she approaches work every day. So, you know, good coaches um, and, and let those folks do their job. You know, you, you have, you have head coaches, you have coordinators um, in football and, you know, you, you hire those people, you, you give those, those people the resources they need and, and, and let them work. Um, number two, I think you have to manage your time wisely throughout the day. Um, so, you know, certain time of the day is for football, whether that's, you know, watching film, getting practice ready, whatever that may be. Um, you have time in the day for campus stuff, you know, working with other coaches or other programs or whatever thing, you know, whatever, whatever things need to be handled that day. Um, you know, time to check and answer emails and, mm-hmm. you know, get some of that desk work done. You know, and then lastly, I think, you know, I have to find time to, to, to fill my tank, um, whether that's, you know, getting some exercise, reading, listening to a podcast, yeah. um, or just getting some time away, you know. So you have to, you have to manage that time wisely and, and make sure that, that you've got the right people in, in the right spots and uh, rely on them to, to, to do their job. And, you know, not, I'm, I'm really not – I hope I'm not a, a micromanager. I, I like to let people work and – yeah. Um, let them let them do their thing, and if they need my help, I'm here. Um, you know, just to be a resource, and but you know, just make making sure you're balancing things. Um, again, it's it's about um, perspective and making mm-hmm. sure that 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 everything is is getting the attention that it deserves, whether it's football or campus coordinator stuff or whatever it may be. So, um, I, I think I think there's. There's, there's probably some better ways to do it than, than I do it, but I, I've kind of found what works for me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned Coach Oltman, and we kicked off this Brazos Port ISD October podcast series with Coach Oltman and Coach Nicewander on Impact 013. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back. What Coach Carey said is, is absolutely true, and you'll get tons of nuggets of wisdom and, and kind of hear from her specifically so coach Carey, our department mantra this year is setting the standard as the leader of the campus how do you model that level of excellence yeah i I think it's it's how you approach not each day but really each moment of each day you know first thing in the morning we have varsity athletics you know so we may be in the weight room we may be watching film or having a team meeting or you know whatever that is so um, I think it's setting the standard of of Monday morning or Wednesday morning or whatever it may be. But yeah. you know, one, one of my one of my favorite coaches is Nick Saban, and uh, he he said, "How you do one thing is how you do everything." 
Yeah. And I don't know if he made that up, but <laughs> I don't know if he's the one that made that quote famous, but he did say it. So I think the standard is to do all things little and big to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not perfect at that. And, and there's definitely some things that I can always do better, but I hope each day I walk in this building with a positive attitude. I've got great energy. Um, I'm encouraging to, to those around me, you know, and then, you know, coaches and players see me doing, doing the work that it takes right. to be successful. You know, I, I don't want to ask coaches or players to do anything that, that I wouldn't do. I, th- I think it's, I, I think it's Coach um, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. They, they've got a sign in their building in their football facility that says your best is the standard. Mm. And so, you know, I just want to challenge players and coaches to give their best, whatever, whatever that is. Um, So, you know, it's, it's, again, it's difficult at times, uh, especially when you're, you're facing adversity or having a difficult season or whatever, but you know, our, our, our kids deserve our best as coaches. Our coaches deserve my best every day, you know, so um, just, just model that. For, for our kids and coaches every day. And hopefully that trickles down through yeah. our, our coordinators and our assistant coaches and, you know, from the head coaches out to coaches of different sports. And so I, I think I think it's just, you know, whatever your best is, that, that's that's what you need to be given every day. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. So let's talk core values. Our athletic department's core values are meaningful, excellence, unity, limitless, and servant leadership. Share with our listeners what your personal and or program core values are. Yeah, so um, Brazoswood football, um, and I, I think we'll talk about this. Um, we, a couple years ago, they came up with some core values, and they ended up with A-E-I-O-U. And, <laughs> you know, so being the former English teacher that I am, that, that kind of rang to me. So. Yep. Um, but attitude, effort, integrity, opportunity, and unity are the five that we talk yeah. about in Brazoswood football. Personally, I'd, I, I kind of follow the PRIDE acronym. So purpose and a relentless effort, integrity, discipline, and excellence are the five that I, I try to live in my personal life. And uh, I, like, I like using that word pride and you know, just taking pride in who you are and taking pride in your work and taking pride in you right. know, all that you do. So those are the ones that, that we use here in at Brazoswood. Yeah, very good. I I tell all the coaches the, the our department core values don't change. Uh, they they really come to me from you know my grandfather's model. Uh, I wrote about this in everything matters. But I, I want to while we have department core values, really they are all encompassing, but I want some ownership on the programs and the coaches yeah. and the kids yeah. to develop, you know, what, what matters to them and what can they get behind? Because you, you have to be part of uh, the establishment of mantras or core values. And, and to yeah. an extent, I'm, you know, talking to myself here because I, I create these, but it, it's interesting because within our five, you know, you mentioned pride and you mentioned AEIO and you, and there, you can tie the department core values to any of your core values. If if you're setting core values, whether it's the coaches or the kids that are appropriate, uh, that are going to move the needle forward, so to speak, they're going to come back into meaningful excellence, unity, limitless, and servant leadership. They're, they're somehow or another going to apply. So yeah. I think it's so important okay. to have those. But from a program standpoint, you, you know, you want your kids – 
bought into your core values. That's that's what we're we're striving to do, and and that 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 guides practices, it guides plays, it, it guides seasons. They have to have a connection to those uh, in order to then right. uh, and, and be a part of it and and live them, so to speak. So yep. uh, I think it's important, and and I really appreciate you guys having those core values and talking about them uh, on the regular. So let's segue right into your program core values. What is your process for establishing those core values? Well, you know, I, I want to, I think it's important that the kids have some, some ownership in that and yeah. that they're part of that process. So when I got here in the spring of 22, I met with our, our players who were going to be seniors and uh, we, we started having conversations about, you know, who we wanted to be as a team and as a program and what Brazoswood football is about. And so we, we literally just started writing words up on the board. Right. And uh, I, just, I just asked, you know, what, what, is, what is Brazoswood football to you? You know, who are we? And uh, so I started writing every answer up on the board. And uh, I think we literally probably had 30 to 40 words up there. And so then we just started kind of, you know, whittling down to – I told them we're, we're going to have four or five. Right. And so you, you found some commonalities and some, um, some common ground among our answers. So we met three or four times and, and talked about those things. And I think we the, – the kids came up with attitude and effort and integrity and unity – and I noticed they had A, E, I, and U. And, uh, again, you know, I was an English teacher, so <laughs> I was like, just add the O and we're good, right? So yep. um, I had the coaches come up with the O, and so they they came up with opportunity and, uh, you know, just yeah. taking advantage of opportunities when they come when they come along. So, um, yeah, we just, you know, we, we, we talked about attitude and how, how that is so important to everything that we do. I think it's is it is it Chuck Swindoll that talks about life is ten percent what happens and ninety percent <laughs> your your attitude yeah. about it right. So um, we talk about effort, um, integrity, you know, doing what's right, and then unity, you know, just doing to get doing it together, whatever we do, you know, kind of the the band of brothers mantra. So yeah. um, they did a great job coming up with 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 our core values, but we just did that through conversations with our kids and. Um, I just wanted them, you know, them to have some ownership into what what Brazoswood football is and and who we are and what we want to be about. And so, um, it, it was a lot of fun. It took us about two or three weeks in the in the spring of twenty two yeah. when I first got here. So um, I was here without my family, so I had all kinds of time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, it, it was fun. And you know, they 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 did a great job. And um, just 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 having those those conversations with kids, you'd be surprised at at the uh, the, the thought and the depth that they'll go into right. when, when you, when you start having these conversations about, you know, core values and those kinds of things. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. My, my favorite attitude mantra is performance follows attitude. And to, to me that it, it encompasses everything. Yep. It, it's the, you know, adding the apostrophe to impossible to become I'm possible. Right. It, it's all an attitude. Yeah. And, and that directly impacts your ability to do whatever it is that you set out to do. Yeah. Uh, yep. If you think you can't, you won't. If you think right. you can, you will. Yep. Amen. So l- let's take a look at your football program specifically. In what ways does your program develop ath- athletes beyond 
the X's and O's. Talk about how you and your coaches model what it means to be a man, to be a husband, to be a father. We've, we've kind of gone down this road, but you know, what would you add to this? What, beyond the X's and O's, why is it important to be a, a Brazoswood Buccaneer? You know, first, we, we spoke about this on a, on a previous episode, um, but we use, we use the two words curriculum from Stephen Mackey, which it helps a ton in, you know, creating conversations for coaches to talk about different topics with our players. So, yeah. um, you know, so that, that, that's been a big help. But, you know, we have opportunities daily to, to teach life lessons about a variety of topics, whether it's, you know, handling and overcoming adversity, you know, being a valuable member of a team, um, time management, um, you know, relationship building, and so on and so on. There's a ton of opportunities every day. So I, I encourage our coaches to have their wives and kids around as much as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I want our kids to see us interacting with our wife and with our kids and, and what that looks like. You know, we, we, we relate different situations we encounter in football to the situations that they're going to encounter in, in life down the road. You know, I, I talk about Christy and Avery and Cameron um, I, I, in life experiences. I, I talk about those things to our team. So um, I, I think it's important that the players see our coaches as human and, you know, that we, we struggle with things in life as well. Right. You know, we're, we're not perfect. We, we make mistakes. We, we, have the same, we have the same issues that a lot of other people do. So, um, but we, we have to, and, you know, coaches, we, we apply the things that we've learned in high school football. You know, I was, I was coached by Hugh Sanifer at Abilene Wiley. And <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I learned a ton of things that, in high school that I still use today. So um, I think just – Again, being intentional about it, being on the lookout, you're always looking for, for opportunities to um, tie, tie into you know, what, what, what's happening in football to what's going to happen in life one day. So there's constantly conversations to be had you know, with, with our kids, and, and I think them being able to see us handle um, the good and the bad, um, and then, you know, again, being around, our, being around our family and things like that. So it, you know, it's it's every day. There's just there's always always opportunities every day to to talk about those things and, and model that for them. Yep, yep. And you know, from from an accountability standpoint, you know, programs run the right way. There there are standards, and then there's accountability when we don't meet the standard. Yep. Uh, and it could be as simple as uh, the bus leaves at four. You're in the locker room at three thirty, right. and we're loading and leaving at four. I mean that that is all about preparing you for your professional life because you know if you are to punch in at four o'clock and you walk in consistently at 405 or even 401 uh, there's going to be some accountability there yeah and that could mean being laid off and and as a husband a father uh, that that's going to have an impact on people other than you right and so yep. something as simple as you know, the kind of the 15 minute rule. If you're to be in X place at four o'clock, you know, be 15 minutes early. Right. That, that is, that, that's just a lifelong lesson. Yes. Uh, and that's why that's a, that's a very simple example of accountability, but that's why accountability within programs is so important. It, it's more, it's not about what's going on right now. It's about preventing it from happening 10 years down the line when it really matters. Yeah. So good yep. stuff. Yep. Well, we have come to the end of the road today, uh, but let's wrap up with 
your favorite quote? Man, that's a good one. <laughs> there, there's a quote by Winston Churchill, and it said, success is not final. Failure mm. is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So That's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that, that's one that I don't know where I got that from, but I've, that, that I've had that one around for a long time. So. Yeah, Re- read that one more time. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Yeah, man, very good. Yeah. Very good. I, I think that's a great way to end. Ponder on that. Jodell, thanks again. You know, we talked a little bit several minutes ago about your your day-to-day and, you know, how you serve the campus. So I, I appreciate just taking some time away from your daily routine. And uh, once again this week, carving out about an hour for us and uh, and sharing with people. I think it's good for everybody to listen to and, and not only just BISD, but they know a little bit more about Coach Carey and the Bucks. But for coaches around the state to hear, you know, from you and and just kind of see what other people are doing and can we steal some pieces here and there. That's what that's what good coaches do. They I've stolen I've stolen everything that that, that I've ever done. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So man, I appreciate you and you know, keep keep pounding the stone, so to speak, and, and getting after it. Yeah. Well thanks for having me. This has been great. I appreciate it. Absolutely.